So it's the very first psalm in the book of Psalms. We're going to read it together. And this is the word of God. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Amen. And we thank God for his word, for the Psalms, and for every book before and every book after. Okay, good morning, boys and girls, especially, and everyone else as well. Good morning. Um, it is good to see you all. You're all looking lovely. Girls, the singing was beautiful. We sing every week as well. Uh, a junior since not quite, you might say, as beautiful. It usually goes everywhere we go. People always ask us all of that. That's kind of our, our anthem. Um, but it's lovely to see you. And this morning, I say in junior since we've been looking at parables, but I know in GB... Uh, you've been looking at the Psalms, right? Um, and so this morning, boys, we're, I want to talk to you about the Psalms, because I love the Psalms. I think they're wonderful and really useful for us. But before we begin, or kind of um, as we begin, sort of this enrollment service, we have these things that we do once a year. There's this, and then, girls, you have your display at the end of the year. And I think at least these things that happen once a year kind of a good chance to both think back at what has happened in the last year since we all were last here on for enrollment and maybe a little bit to look forward as well okay now here's my question and this might be we'll see I might be getting myself in trouble here but we'll see how we go what I want to know wasn't sure whether to start with best or worst but girls if I asked you let's start with we'll start with best if you think back over the last year, do this. Pen's running out. Let me grab another one. Um, if I said, what was the best thing, and gentlemen as well, if you think the last year of Junior Sins or the last year of GB, what was the best thing that has happened or that you've got to do at GB? What's the thing that leaps? When I talk about the very best thing, what was the best Monday night? or I know you go on trips and that kind of thing. What was your very favorite thing about GB or Junior Sense? What do we got? What do we think? What do you like doing most? Any hands? I know there's a lot of fun at GB, so you're not getting away with this. What do we got? What? Cooking. Okay. We love cooking. Okay, so cooking night. Okay. What else? Oh, the camp, yes, fantastic. Where did you go in your camp? Forgotten. Castlewell, wherever it was, it was amazing. Over here, we'll go to the boys. What do we like? Football. Football, well, easily score highly. Football. 
One more, Joe. Laser tag, also good. That's the sound of a GB girl going, what? We don't get to do laser tag. Um, okay. Or I could even ask, if we put GB and junior saints aside, what is the very best thing that has happened to you this year? What do we think? You've had your summer holidays all the way back since we go back to last Christmas. What has been the very best thing that has happened? Your birthday. Okay, birthdays are good days generally. Anything else, girls? Holidays. Yes. Holly, where did you go on your holidays? England? You're saying cousins, not right? Okay. So, kitchen, camp, football, laser tag, birthdays, holidays. Anything else? One more? Halloween. Were you, did you get a lot of sweets? Sweets, fun with friends, costumes, all of that. Halloween. One more? Christmas. All of these... We could probably go on and we could fill up this board with good, wonderful things that have happened, good times. Now, this is where we might get in trouble, because if the answer is that night, Scott got angry and beat the head off us. It's never happened. It didn't. Okay. What is, and I, you might struggle to answer this. That's okay. But what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing that we had GB or just in the last year? What's the worst thing that's happened to us? What? If, yeah, well, that's, yeah. Well, we said there. I'll just put up death. Death, death is a really bad thing. Death, the Bible talks about it as our, our enemy. So, yeah, if someone we know dies or, or, or maybe even a pet, that's a sad, sad day. Yeah, anything else? Going to, oh, clothes shopping, yes. <laughs> I hear you. Clothes shopping, absolutely. I well remember those days. I don't do it anymore, that's why you get married, right? <laughs> okay, clothes shopping. Ruben? Sand in shoe, yes. Sand in your shoe. Yuck. Anything else? What? Falling. Yeah, when we fall, we hurt ourselves. Anyone broken a bone in the last year? Anyone have to go to hospital with broken arms or broken legs or any of that, maybe? One more? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll just put it getting hit, because whether if he ever hits you with whatever you get hit, it's never a good thing, right? Okay, so when we look back over the year, right, we will have hopefully lots and lots of really wonderful days to look back on, okay? We will have times that fun with friends, presents at Christmas, we're away on holiday, playing football, laser tag, we're off to camp, we're cooking all of that really great stuff, and we think, yes, life is good. But then there will be days like this, days when we fall, days when we get sand in our shoes, days when we're traipsed around looking for clothes, and even days when someone we know or a pet or something dies, really sad days. Now, the reason, the reason I love the Psalms, okay, is because, well, first up, let me ask, 
Girls, when we open up this book in the Bible of Psalms, what kind of book is it that we're reading? What are you reading when you read a psalm? It is in the Bible, but are we reading stories? Are we reading um, uh, a history about things that happened? Or what are we reading when we read psalms? What? Songs and prayers. And do we know who wrote a lot of them? Not them all, maybe, but who... Who wrote a lot of this book, Psalms? David. God used David to write this book of Psalms. David was maybe the greatest king that Israel ever had, right? In the Old Testament, he was the guy. But what we see in Psalms is him praying to God. And what it shows us is that no matter what kind of a day we are having, no matter what life throws at us, whether it's your very best day or your worst, that it's okay to take that to God, okay? To pray that. So I'm going to put up some examples. Diggy, can you hit the first slide? This is Psalm 13. We read Psalm 1 earlier. We'll come back to that. But Psalm 13. This is King David, greatest king ever. And he said, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? David is having a horrible time, and he's just saying, God, what are you doing? How long is this going to go on? Why aren't you going to fix this? I don't get it. How long must I be so sad? Why am I stuck in these worst days and everything's awful? Because we might think, well, I can't really pray that to God. We have to be kind of happy and nice when we're praying to God. But no, look look what David says. How long is this horribleness going to go on? How long? Okay, so that's when David is super sad. He says, how long uh, must I have sorrow in my heart? How long is this sadness going to go on for? So you hit the next one there, please. The next one, Psalm 35. This one, when was David, there were a bunch of people who were out to get him. He had enemies. And he said, contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me and rise for my help. Throw the spear and and, and the javelin against my pursuers. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. David is scared. There are people coming after him. They're trying to hunt him down. Again, this is one of those bad days. People are trying to kill him, and he's scared. And he says, God, fight against those. Please, I need you. I'm in trouble. There's people like to get me. Fight against my enemies, okay? Those that are coming against me. So we've seen David who is sad. We've seen David who is scared. And then we also see some good days as well. Next one, please, Dougie. Psalm 30 says, I will extol you, Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. David is saying, yes, finally, everything is, you have taken care of it. I'm on this side, okay? God, thank you. And he's full of joy and happiness, okay? So in the Psalms, we see that. We see David having really terrible times, but still he prays, he talks to God, he walks with God for it. And we see him having really happy times when everything is going right. And the same thing, he goes and walks. He prays about it. He talks to God. He walks with God through everything that happens to him. Now, is that all we say about the Psalms? Good things happen. Bad things happen. On you go. Well, the reason I read Psalm 1 is because I think it gives us something else to think about when all of this good and bad stuff is happening. Okay? Now, uh, Diggy, can you throw up? Here we go. Psalm 1 talks about what it's, what it's like when someone is walking with God, when they're following him 
reading their Bible, and their heart is following God. And it says this, someone who does that is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. Okay? So imagine a great big old tree, right? Got it? A big huge one. In fact, whenever I read this, it reminds me of the biggest trees that I have ever seen. Okay? There in a place called California. Has anyone ever been to California? Maybe. It's on the very far side of America. And there they have some of the biggest trees and the oldest trees in the entire world. Okay, let me show you. Look at that. Okay? It is so big that they're able to cut a hole for it um, and drive right through it. Okay? It is huge. Um, and I went to see some of these. The trees I saw were redwoods. And they were so big, I, there was one like that that had a big hole in it. And I could stand right in the middle of the tree. Uh, look, I couldn't touch the, the top of the bed I was in. I couldn't touch the side. Absolutely massive. And these trees are thousands of years old. There's actually a tree in California that they think is about, I, I think, over 4,000 years old. That's when Jesus was walking around, that tree was already 2,000 years old. Okay? Now, here's a question. Does anyone know... How do you tell, digging through up the next one as well, that's a slice, not a, of one of those trees. Um, after they cut it down, which is a little bit sad, but that's a slice. How do you work out, do you know how old a tree is? Okay, you see it standing there. How can you figure out how old a tree is? You count the lines, the tree rings, right? Yeah, you know that? Should have brought a log too. If you cut a tree, you can see this kind of the circle lines because every year a tree grows, it adds another line and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Now what's interesting is when you see one of these slices and you're trying to count the rings and if it's a thousand year old tree, you've got some counting to do. What you see is there are some tree rings which are maybe about that thick, okay? That was a good year for the tree. It grew a lot, and it put a nice big thick ring on, okay? But then there's other years when the ring on the tree, they're super close together, and they're super, super tight. You can hardly see the one line for the next one. And the reason why those lines are so close together is because that was a bad year for the tree, okay? Maybe there was a big fire in the forest, okay? And the tree, everything, you know, its leaves got burned off and stuff, and it wasn't really able to grow that much. And so it hasn't, hasn't got a whole lot thicker. It's just got a tiny little bit thicker. Maybe the weather was really cold that year or really wet or just not ideal tree conditions. And so instead of growing a whole lot, it just grows a little tiny bit. Okay? But here's the thing. For, in one case, about 4,000 years, that tree has kept growing, kept getting stronger. It has prospered. Even though it had some years that were terrible, fires going on and weather was awful, and it had some years that were good, through it all, that tree kept growing, kept getting stronger, and it's still there today, and it has prospered. Why has it prospered? Diggy, sorry, can you go backwards? Could you go back? Because the psalm kind of answered, yeah, that one there, sorry, perfect. Is that, why is that tree able to prosper? Because no matter what happens above the ground, fire, weather, what decides whether that tree does well? 
What decides if it grows stronger and keeps on going is where the what? What's underneath the ground? What? The soil, but what, what's the, well, when I'm talking about the tree, you're right, but what's going down underground? The roots. The roots are down underground. It says, a, like a tree planted by streams of water. The roots go down because what the tree needs is to suck up all that water so it can keep growing. And as long as it has its roots down into that water and into the rich soil, no matter what happens around it, up in the, up in the forest, okay, like I say, whether there's fire, whether there's ice, no matter what, the tree is fine because its roots are down getting everything it needs from the ground below. You could walk up to that tree and give it a good old kick. The tree doesn't care. Doesn't mind if you're kicking, doesn't mind if you cut a big hole through it so a car can drive, because its roots are down into the ground where it's sucking up everything that it needs. Okay? And Psalm 1 says, we need to be like that tree. Because girls and boys, we're going to have terrible days. We're going to have good days. But our roots need to be down getting everything we need, not from everything that's changing and going on around us, but we need to be getting everything we need from Jesus, okay, from God. So that no matter what happens, we are okay because our roots are with God. Because we know that even on the worst of days, we know that God has not changed, that he is for us, that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us, and that one day, no matter what we go through, even death, we are going to be with him forever in a place where there is no more death and where there are no more clothes shopping trips to do or sand getting in your shoe, where the Bible says every tear is wiped away. And because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we will be with him forever and ever. That's where our roots need to be. And if our roots are there, let's go, now that I'll go past the tree pictures, okay? Um, and those psalms I read earlier, where David was saying, look at this first one. How long, O oh Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will I be so sad? He feels all these things going on around him, and they're making him sad. But let me show you how he finishes the psalm. Maybe if you hit the next one, hopefully a little at the end will appear. Even though he's really sad, and he doesn't know what God's up to, he finishes it, and he said, I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. That means he has looked after me. He's saying, I'm over here. It's the worst of days. But his roots are in God, are in Jesus. And he says, but I'm still going to sing and say thank you to God because I know he's going to look after me. See the next one that we had, which was Psalm 35. Again, when he's saying, God, fight against my enemies for me. They're coming to kill me. Help me. I'm scared. How did he finish that psalm? He says, but great is the Lord who delights in the welfare of, the, of, of his servants. He remembers that God is good, that even if they came and killed him as enemies, he would still be good because he's still with God. And the last one then, Psalm 30, where he is happy. He says, oh Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you've, re you've healed me. You've rescued me. And the same, he ends it with, oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Okay? 
Girls, as we look ahead, and boys, as we look ahead to another year of GB and another year of Junior Saints, I hope and pray that it is a year that is filled with all of this stuff, okay? with the stuff that you love and that there's really not very much. But I don't know if that's true. When we get together next year, we might have had the best year of our lives. It might have been wonderful. We might come punching the air going, oh, it was amazing, 2019, 2020, best year ever. But I don't know. We might come back next year and say, 2019, 2020, oh, can't wait to see the back of it. All this horrible stuff has happened. Worst year of my life ever. Couldn't be worse. It was awful. I don't know. But what I do know is that if our roots are down in God, that no matter what year we have, whether it's the best or the worst, that we will be okay. Because God does not change. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And if we seek, serve, and follow Christ with our whole heart, then one day, whatever life is thrown at us, whatever we go through, we will be with him forever, where there is none of this, and stuff is even better than this. Okay? That is the hope of the gospel that we tell you about week in, week out. Let's put our roots down into God so that no matter what goes on around us, we know that we will be with him forever and ever. Amen.